0: i take that. Is Is it on? There we go. All right. Um, so, I just want to th- honor and thank the guys in the overflow room. I know it's uncomfortable, <laughs> not ideal, but we're working with what we got, and um, I think it's wonderful to be able to gather, um, you know, even if it's watching it on the screen. Um, but just being amongst the people of God, I think it's absolutely wonderful that we have it now. And... Um, you know, it's interesting that today, um, I prepared a sermon for, I was preaching at the previous meeting, and now and I had a sermon prepared, and I felt the Lord changed the direction probably just before the meeting started for the first one, and so I thought maybe that's the direction for this one as well, but the Lord changed that <laughs> as well, so I'm just trying to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, I want to be in step with Him, and I think there's a blessing in, in following the leading of, of where the Spirit is taking, so... Yeah, so so I don't think, run all those scriptures I gave you, we're not going yeah. <laughs> to... So, so cool. So we'll just have to work on the fly. Um, yeah, wonderful. So I, I, I realize now, just pondering on, I think probably one of the biggest news this, this week has been what's happening in Afghanistan. And it's horrible. It is absolutely horrible. I think we can just take a minute now um, and just pray for them, for, for both the Christian and the Taliban there. Um, Taliban to come to know Jesus um, and their hearts to change. And the Christians, I think it's, it's extremely tough for the Christians in that country. Um, I understand that if you've got a phone, you try and get rid of it um, because if the Taliban gets a hold of your phone and see what's on it and you're a Christian, there's a Bible app or some form of communication, they'll kill you immediately. Um, it's especially they're hostile towards Christians. Um, I think they're hostile in general, but especially towards Christians. Um, fathers and, and husbands are fearing for their wives and their children. So it's, it's really tough what's happening there. And I just thought if, if I would go to that church now and I would use the word freedom, <laughs> what they would hear and what we would hear. Um, and if I would use the word desperation, what would come to our mind and what would come to their mind? I think desperation for them, there's way more reality to it than for us. Um, and we sang the song, I'm Desperate For You. Um, and it's actually before the song sang, I felt the Lord just um, speak to me about our levels of desperation. Um, and, and, and look, it's different. Uh, I think it's, it's a different um, place that we're in. But I think our desperation levels should not be different in any way. They might be different for just some form of release. But I think they're clinging to God, because <laughs> for them, he is the only hope. You know, that that's where they'll find peace amidst what's going on. I think for us, the options are so much greater, because we've got so much available to us. I was thinking of the woman with the issue of blood, in, um, and, and speaks about her having this thing, and spending all she had to see doctors, and to get this issue sorted. But when she touched the edges, and she Pushed through the crowd and she touched him. Then she found healing. But I was struck by the thing. Um, oh, I, I, I just read it now. <laughs> I lost it looking for scriptures. I think it's in Mark. Um, let me just find it here. Um, it's in Mark 5, verse 25 to 34. Um, you don't have to put it on now. But it, it speaks about, and the thing that struck me is that she tried so many things. Um, And I think for us, there's so many options, but I think God is wanting to just to speak to us today about our levels of desperation. And where we've got many options, are we truly desperate for Him? Is He truly the one that, when it comes to the various things that we struggle in our lives, whether it be sin, unfaithfulness, it could be um, unfruitfulness or unfaithfulness in terms of our gifting, it could be a sense of complaining and just a... Um, a a f- frustration with just life, or whatever the thing is that you're struggling with, are you desperate to let go of that thing and lay hold of Jesus? It could be a sense of just um, complaining, you know, or it could be um, just a lack of life, l- lack of love for your spouse or your or your husband. It can be fits of rage. <laughs> Whatever it might be, are we desperate to let go of those things and lay hold of everything that Jesus has for us? So, a brief moment. Let's just quickly pray for the Christians in, in Afghanistan and then I'll carry on with what I believe God is wanting to do for us. So God, we just want to lift up the Christians in that country, Lord. We thank you that, that you promised that you would never leave us nor forsake us, Lord. And for us, that's That might not be so weighty, but I'm sure for them, that might be one of their prayers, one of their questions. Where are you, God? And I pray in this moment today that that the Christian church there would have an overriding sense that you are with them, Lord. And although they don't seem maybe in the physical, but I pray for their souls to be at peace knowing that you are for them. Um, So pray for peace for them, God, a sense of peace Amongst the turmoil. God, I pray for the, 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 the children that's being taken from their parents. I pray for them to cry out to you and cling to you. Um, I pray that this won't cause their hearts to drift and, 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 and forsake you. But I pray that the, the seed that was sown by their parents, God, I pray that it would yield a wonderful harvest in their lives, God, that they would cling to you, God that they would cling to you, God, that truly that, I, I pray that, they was, that the seeds would have fallen on fruitful ground, and now as they're going through this, God, they'd be able to endear. Give them the strength to endear, Lord. Give them the strength to endure, supernatural strength, God. And I pray even amidst this, God, wherever they find themselves, that the gospel, God, message would be shared, God, that your light will shine through them, God, that truly amidst that there will be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the paracletos, the one that comes alongside them in this time, that you are the comforter for them in this time. And I pray for the, the Taliban people, God, people that's inflicting the violence. And I just pray, God, that so many of them, as they try to attempt it, they would, I've heard so many testimonies of Muslim people coming to see you, God, and I pray for them to receive visions of, of the living Christ, the resurrected one. I pray for their hearts to shift, God. I pray that many of them, God, as they sleep at night, that, that you'd come and speak to them, God, I, in Job, you speak that you that you still speak today, and in some cases, you tell people with warnings and I pray that you'll terrify them with warnings God that they would that they would truly be saved from the pit and change their ways God so we pray for that nation we pray for that people in Jesus name and I pray for us God as we think of those people God would you come and shift our hearts that we won't become uh, apathetic and and just numb to some of those realities and and even even sluggish in where we find ourselves, God. So I pray that you increase the desire and the hunger in our hearts for you. Passion for the lost, Lord, in Jesus' name. Come, God, come shift something in our hearts. The harvest is plentiful, but the labor is of few. God, and I pray even today as you, you're in this two o'clock service, the graveyard shift on a Sunday come and revive your laborers come and revive your laborers in Jesus name amen 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 oh lord and so just sense uh, that God wants to come and come and tune up the desperation the the desire in our hearts um, some of us might be following the lord for years it doesn't mean that we should stop pressing in seeking paul wrote and this is a scripture um, it's in Philippians two, 3, Philippians three, verse 12. Th- Philippians 3, verse 12. And, and Paul, he's, he's a seasoned guy. <laughs> he wrote most of the New Testament, and he writes this. Some of us might be near in the faith, and this would be true for us. Some of us might not be even in the faith, and we're just here checking this out. And this is the invitation for you as well. Not that I have already obtained all this, Or have already been made perfect. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Earlier on in this in this chapter, he speaks about that everything that he's gained he counts as rubbish for the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus. Surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, his Lord. And you've got to understand, he was making it in the in the um, as a Pharisee. He was living the life, the good life from a Pharisee point of view. And yet he said, I count all that, all those good things that I had, the, the, the career that I had, I count that as rubbish for the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus. And then he says, can you put that back on ruin? You can keep it there for a while. Thanks, man. I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus. And that word press on means to cease. It's to aggressively, violently, eagerly take hold of something. And um, I remember as a as a um, student at Bible school, I had a golfie. Anyone ever owned a City Golf, the old City Golfs? A couple of you. I'll, I'll just say door handles, and I'm sure <laughs> you all know what I'm speaking of. But a City Golfs door handle just didn't want to last. Um, whether it's a little clip or the... the it, it just... Uh, uh, you buy a new one, even the genuine deal, and it just doesn't last. Uh, I had a city golf, a beige one. <laughs> it always looked like it was dirty, even after I've watched it. It's <laughs> ugly, brownish beige. It was it was a horrible colour. Um, but the city golf, the doors just didn't want to work. So I had one working still, um, the passion jet door. <laughs> and um, so my dad was just like, "You just got to deal with it. I can't buy." Um, door handles every time you come home <laughs> from Bible school after three weeks. So, so I just had to learn and live with it. But on this one particular day at the pick and pay, and um, some of, I know Quibbers lived in Wellington for a while. Some of you, I don't know if anyone else lived in Wellington before. But on a, on a s- Friday afternoon and a Saturday, it's like the whole town and everyone on the farms that live there is in Wellington at the pick and pay. I remember we had youth meetings on a Friday night, and if we forgot to buy something, it was that awkward moment of who's going to pick and pay. <laughs> and everyone's just like, Because no. it would literally take you, to not even a kilometer, it would take you about an hour and 20 minutes to get back with that item that you needed, because she's just so busy. But anyway, so it was one of these Saturday mornings, and there goes that door handle. And I can't get in the car. And the only way I can get in my car is through the boot. But <laughs> I bought stuff, I wanted to get in the car, and the one way I got in was through the boot. so I just like, I want to get home, I want to get in my car, I want to get home. so I don't really care what all these people think. I'm going through the boot. <laughs> so I got through the boot, got the clips so I, I realized that I had to just I had to figure out a way and then. Uh, the latch at the top, I made sure for the rest of the week it doesn't click in. So it's easy to get through there. Because <laughs> the thing is, with the, with the lat, the, the, what do you call those little pin at the door? With a golfie, you can clearly see if it's unlocked. Clearly. So I had to lock the car and just live through, access, get access through the boot. And I knew I was only going to go back home for a couple of, like one or two weeks. So I had to just deal with that. So that was the way that I got into my car was through the boot, whether that was at, yeah, wherever it was. <laughs> okay, he goes Kevin through his beige boot. Um, but they, at that moment where I realized I had to do this, I didn't really care about all the surroundings. I didn't care about what people would think. I didn't care about the situation that I'm in. All I wanted to do was get in. And it's that type of desperation, I'm sure, I mean, it's, it's just a funny illustration to try and make this memorable. But there's a, there's a sense for you, I don't really care about where I find myself. You know, whether I'm in a country where it's easy, whether I'm tired, whether I find myself in a difficult work situation, whether I find myself with a struggling health situation, emotional battle, I need to press on. So at some stage we've got to come to a place where all the noise and all the surrounding just comes quiet. And we realize... For the surpassing greatness of knowing Him, I've got to press on and lay hold of everything that He has for me. Those things that's weights and sins that's weighing me down as I run this race, I've got to eagerly, violently, desperately throw them off and eagerly, desperately seize, lay hold of what I have in Christ Jesus. And we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, through Christ Jesus. So in Christ, we've got so much. So it's not that Christ doesn't have anything for us, or, or that we don't have access to anything. It's, I think, our desperation levels that's lacking. And so that's what I have on my heart to share, and I don't want to try and share more for the sake of sharing more. I think it's clear what the Lord is speaking to us, this afternoon. And Quibbis, maybe you can just come back and do that song, I'm Desperate, for you. Um, I want to pray for us, and then just as a response, to sing this song, and, and, and as a, that it would be our prayer. I prayer for those in the overflow room, for those of us here, that that would be our prayer. Um, whether you feel the emotion there in the overflow room or not, whether you feel the emotion here or not, it's not about the emotion it's about coming to the place where so I need Jesus more than anything else I can lay hold of the joy where I'm maybe feeling depressed where I'm worried I can lay hold of His peace I can lay hold of Him amidst the situation that I'm in at the moment and I'm not preaching physical I'm not preaching a prosperity in earthly gain I'm preaching in a sense of prosperity in Him where He is everything that we need, where He is the surpassing greatness, where He is the great reward, where He is the pearl of great price. So let's be desperate, not just today, but every day of our lives. As we, if you open up your car door today, whether you've got a golfie or not, be reminded of my city golf. And as you come to that car door, ask yourself, how's my desperation levels? everywhere we go vehicle reminds us of a place where we're going everywhere we go we need him we need him amen? amen so can we stand to our feet I want to pray then. and the thing about desperation I can't I can't motivate you to a place I can't work us up I can't do it for you and that's why I don't necessarily want to pray for people as you respond I want you to pray as you worship to your God is your God so God as a people we want to come and we just want to weigh up this question how desperate are we we look at the world and we look at people that's really going through hardship and we look at our situation and maybe that puts it in context in some way but we don't we want you to come and examine our hearts in this moment in this couple of minutes that's left for the service would you come and examine our hearts Lord And as we open up our hearts, would you come and fan into flame, fan into flame, a passion, a hunger, a desire, a desperation for you. Would you come, Lord? Would you come, Lord?